Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. Karen Eamon joins us in this episode of Shut the Shit Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall as we find creative and powerful ways to love others well. Join us and share this episode with all your friends. He said what? He said what? He said what? Say it again, say it again. He said what? We are coming in hot and holy this morning. (laughs) Yes. We we are celebrating all things love this week. And when we think about it, our faith really comes down to two simple things, loving God and loving people. And we we see that in scripture all the time, that God himself is love. I mean, John, uh, 1 John 4, 16 reminds us that we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. Yeah. And you know what? It further describes in scripture. We're starting off with what the scripture says, because this is so important for what we're going to discuss in the show. First Corinthians 13, four through seven. Let me just read this. This is a famous one. Okay. Love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing, but it rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, endures all things. And you know what? That's not just verbiage that we like to recite as wedding vows or during the week of Valentine's, you know, coming up. It's so important that we wanted to invite Karen Eamon today to share practical ways, a one-on-one, if you will, on how to love others well. So we're going to jump into We Said What and meet our special guest today. Come on now. What do we say? Yes. Let me tell you a little bit about Karen. Karen Eamon is a New York Times bestselling author, speaker with Proverbs 31 Ministries, and a writer for Encouragement for Today. It's an online devotional that reaches over, get this, 4 million women daily. She's authored 15 books, 15 that's, you know, a little accomplishment (laughs) (laughs) and has been featured on numerous media outlets, including foxnews.com, today, parenting, redbook.com, crosswalk.com and home life magazine. Would you please welcome to the show, our new friend, and I'm sure yours as well, Miss Karen Eamon. Yay. (laughs) It's so good to have you join us today. Listen, you've got a new project out. You've got a new book, Karen. And I just want to show everybody this beautiful cover because I love it so much is called Make Their Day. And uh, what prompted you to create this book? It's actually a way of living that I learned from my mom back when I was in middle school. My mom and I couldn't be less alike. I love to yak and talk, and my husband teases that he probably, if I pass away before he does, is going to put a 
period on my tombstone because I'm finally done talking. <laughs> <laughs> done. Done. She is finished. But my mom, my mom was a better listener. She wasn't so outgoing. Mm. She was quieter, but she was a really great listener. And she always picked up on little things that people would say and tucked them away, whether it was their favorite candy bar or maybe something of concern, like they were mm. having medical tests next Thursday or whatever. And she just had this way of being others centered. And I remember when I started to live this make their day way was when I was in middle school, I was upset about something, probably got left off the invite list for the slumber party or whatever. And I was processing it all with my mom after school at our dining room table. And she said something I've never forgotten. She said, honey, whenever you're down and depressed, circumstances aren't going your way, you have to remember that there's always someone out there who has it worse off than you. So here's what mm. you do. You go find that person and you do something to make their day. And in a strange way, it makes sure as well. As well. And oh, you know, we do the opposite. We so see good. the people that have like better than us and we think, oh, it must be nice. And we get caught in that comparison trap. We need yeah. to get our eyes on the people who certainly don't have life as well off as we do, whether it's financially or emotionally or whatever it is, and do just some little something to perk them up. And it somehow makes our day as well. Well, I'm so glad you wrote this book because let me just tell you, I'm, I'm holding the copy for our people to see it. It is not just a great book that's a 101 practical stuff, but it is small and mighty. So if you think that this is something you're not an avid reader and you don't pick up books often and you're like, Ugh, I just, I'm emotionally tapped in this season, Candace. <laughs> Can I tell you, this gets you out of your own head and your own emotions. And it really does what Karen just talked to us about. It, it looks towards others that have a need and, and it just tells you practical ways and how to fill it. Yeah, I, I'm loving this. We have a lot of listeners actually commenting right now in the comments. I have her book. I, I have her book. Ooh. Two people have her book. One Yay. person wants it. So stay tuned. We're going to tell you how you can get it or we're going to do a giveaway later in our show. And so Karen, I'm yes. so, I love that story with your mom. That is absolutely beautiful. And it's like yeah. such a moment that marks you. And now that you get to share it with all of us, uh, what does it look like when we're on a budget and we still want to help people? Can you give us some low cost ideas that can help people make their day. Yes, especially now that we have the, the sometimes what is the curse of the internet, but it is also the wonder of the internet <laughs> and digital things. There are some, there's some digital things that we can do. Um, one thing that is so fun, and I think people, when I first had this idea, it was before COVID. So people were mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, it's a little strange, but I think maybe, maybe people are more apt to do this now is to throw a virtual surprise party for someone, but you do it by creating a Facebook group. So create a Facebook group with all the people that love the guest of honor and they can all go on there and they can leave pictures and funny memories and just oh. all kinds of things they love about that person. And then on that person's birthday, invite that person to the group. And when they get there, there's this whole wall of all this love just <laughs> away from the screen. So that's one. Another, I love that idea. Another digital thing you can do is just to make a playlist for someone. Maybe you have a friend who's going through a really hard time. Make yes. a playlist for them and send it to them and say, here's some worship songs that have really helped lift me when I'm down. So here's your, your playlist. Oh. You can make a screensaver for their phone. I mean, I am Love so not, not techie and I even have figured out how to do this. So there are apps <laughs> that will help you make it the right size. Pick a great picture of the two of you, some happy memory and put some text on there, put a Bible verse on there, whatever, yes. and, and make them a screen. And then one last one that I'll tell that's not really digital, but I've done this for probably a half a dozen people and everyone who's tried this idea said it was such a hit and it's to make a manuscript of memories. So it's a little bit like the Facebook page, only what you do 
is you email a bunch of people who love this person who's going to get this manuscript of memories. I'll give you the example. I did it for my mom on her 75th birthday. And I divided up how many, um, 75, how many um, people per our extended family each, how many memories they needed to make. And it was each, I think, like seven or eight memories. And so they all emailed the memories to me. I put them in one document. I ran them off. I put them in just a very simple three ring binder, but I threw some photos in there as well. And it was like their favorite memories of Grandma Margaret. And when my mom oh. read it, she bought like there were things I remember that she had completely forgotten, like the time that I was roller skating in our basement around our pool table with those, I'm going to date myself now with those old adjustable metal roller skates. And yes, ma'am. And I remember telling my mom, well, it's too bad. You're too old and can't roller skate. She was like 35 probably at the time. But oh. anyhow, she oh, strapped yeah. those skates on and my sweet, quiet, you know, never draws attention to herself. Mom was whizzing around our basement. I wrote that as one of the 75 memories. She had not even remembered doing that. Oh, and wow. so I did this for my mother-in-law when she turned 80. She's 91 now. She still gets out the book once a week with a cup of coffee and she reads all 80 memories and cries. Oh, I'm, gonna I'm cry. crying just a little. I know. <laughs> what in the world? This is um, beautiful. I mean, not, you're not only are you making somebody's day, but you're, I mean, you're demonstrating like godly love to them. They're being seen every yes. single time. And it's just that moment that it, like those moments for myself are the ones that mark my timeline of faith being like, man, God knows me. Like mm -hmm. when other people reach out and extend a helping hand or like that mm -hmm. is so beautiful. <laughs> you know, what? I want to know from our listeners right now that are listening to the show or watching the live recording here on Facebook, what are some of your favorite ones that she just mentioned? She gave us five little things that we could do. And I don't know if you realize just how quick and how short and how doable those felt. But I want to know which one are you going to try to do? Because I'm going to tell you right now, this Facebook group idea with a wall of love is massive. Yeah. But for me, um, I've got people in my life that are experiencing Alzheimer's. And I just had this thought the other day that even though their memories are fading, it doesn't mean that we still don't celebrate the things that we remember about them and celebrate it with them. Like um, I have this family member that every time I bring up something to them that they've done in the past, uh, they may not remember it, but every time I bring it up and show my appreciation, they get misty eyed and they start crying and they, there's something that connects in the soul when you go through those memories, regardless if they're something that they can actually participate in, remember. And so I love this idea of creating um, this kind of print out of all these sweet, sweet things, because I think it's just incredible, not just for the person, but for the legacy of that person that you're able to leave behind as well. Such creative ideas. I want to hear from y'all what you want to do as well. That's so fun. I know I'm feeling the feeling we're coming in hot with like all the practical stuff, which is so yes. important, but like, yes. I feel like we're feeling all the emotions over here of the why we're doing it. And so I have a question for all the teachers because what a job they have in this season. I guess. So what are some ideas, Karen, that you have for parents who want to make sure their teachers are feeling appreciated and valued? What can we do to make their day? Well, first of all, the number one thing I think we need to do is whatever we're going to do, do it on some random Tuesday afternoon. Like don't wait just till <laughs> Christmas to give them yes. the cute little apple themed ornament. I have some friends that are teachers <laughs> and they're like, the apple themed ornaments are cute, but we could have like three Christmas trees in our house, all full of apple <laughs> ornaments. But what, what, my one friend, she's been a teacher for like 20 years. She said what she really remembers is when people stopped on a random, you know, Thursday morning or Tuesday afternoon mm -hmm. and sent them an email 
or went into the classroom when they picked their child up, like got out of the car, parked in the actual parking lot, not just the carpool line and went in and said, hey, I just wanted to let you know, I'm so appreciative for all the hard work and effort you've put in with my child. And it was just like a random day, you know? So I think first yeah. of all, you need to do it, not just at Christmas or teacher appreciation day, even though those things are wonderful. And then also I think because so much is digital now, especially with a lot mm -hmm. of schools still, you know, online, do something in their own handwriting. Have your child write a handwritten letter. Anybody remember handwritten letters? <laughs> Is that a thing? Yes. <laughs> Have yes. Them write a handwritten letter to their teacher and name the top three things they love about their teacher and then tuck a little coffee house card in so that they can, you know, go to the coffee house and grade their papers that night or whatever. Um, here's a really fun one. If you have small children, like I'm going to say second grade or under, I gave my niece this idea at Christmas. She was trying to think of something to do for her child's preschool teacher. And I said, you should make up a test. So sit down with your child and ask her all these questions about her teacher mm. that have to do with, with size or numbers or dates or whatever. Like, you know, how many children does she have or how old is he? And gather all the answers, then make up a test with the, the questions down one side of the page, but the answers on the other side of the page in random order, like jumble up the order. And then okay. see if the teacher can figure out when they said, how old is your teacher? See if they can figure out which number they picked. And it was so hilarious. The answers awesome. this little girl gave and the, you know, when the teacher tried to figure it out. And then of course the answer key was on the back. And so they got to see what it really was. Um, you could also do that mm -hmm. Facebook idea that I just said mm -hmm. and do it for a teacher. Now some schools, um, you can't be friends with your teacher. They have some different policies, so that might not sure. work. If that doesn't work, do the same thing, but just purchase a really nice journal. And when the teacher's not looking, say I'm going to give your kid permission to do something when the teacher's not looking, like in homeroom, pass around the journal and have everybody take one page and write down their top three things they love about their teacher. And then you can gift them with that, that journal. Another thing I think is fun to do is anything for the teacher's lounge. I used to say, you know, do some homemade yes. goodies with some hand-drawn yes. pictures by the little ones. In this day and age of COVID, maybe not homemade goodies, but do a great donut drop. Go to the donut shop and, and take some donuts and coffee into the teacher's lounge. And then also, I think, too, not just current teachers, but let's go back and past to our teachers, you know, way back mm -hmm. in the 80s and 90s or whatever it was. And yeah. look up the teacher on Facebook. Find them and leave something on there while saying, I have a memory of you, you changed my life, you helped me become um, who I am today. I did this for my, I'm gonna cry, I did this for my high school counselor. I found Barney Farnsworth and, I was oh. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it was amazing to think that, first of all, he remembered me out of all the like 30 some years that he was a counselor. Um. But you can, you know, you can find them if you do a little stalking and then you can go back in, in your past <laughs> and thank that teacher as well. You know, we all have that one friend that is the Facebook investigator. Do you know what I mean? And, and if you don't know who that friend is, you are the Facebook investigator. You're the one everybody's counting on to go back and find. You know, I when you talk about teachers and their impact and and that um, teacher's lounge, there's a place here in Texas, not too far from me. We have Taco Cabanas. I don't know if they're everywhere, but they sell basically a baker's dozen of breakfast tacos in this big, huge oh, box. Ooh. Tell me that doesn't make somebody's day. I don't care who you are. Are, you smell that bacon and potato and egg and cheese in a tortilla and your day is made. That is a make their day moment right there. So um, <laughs> I love that. But Karen, also, when you were saying you were getting emotional about former teachers that you've revisited, I cannot tell you, um, I was a transient child 
in and out of different schools. I last time I counted up, I went to 23 different elementary schools. Wow. So for me to be an author is ridiculous because I spell check everything furiously. I, I There are basics that I know I am missing. Right now I have a fifth and sixth grader and they both ask for homework with math. And I'm like, wait till dad gets home. Like I just start sweating. It's just awful. But when I think about the constants that were in my life and in that transitional time for me, it was these people that showed up daily and loved on me, even if I was only there for a few months or a few weeks. And teachers do hold such a special, special place. And they make so many kids days. And when they touch one child, they touch an entire family. And I think it is brilliant for you to say, go back and revisit some of these teachers that they've done something remarkable for you. I love to think of the simplest thing that you can do is when you have the thought, act on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many people cross our minds daily that we think of and we think a positive thought about it and they'll never know it. They'll never know that we had this great thought of them. And so I love that you said that. And I can't wait to find out what our listeners and our friends of the show are, are thinking as well. So we're just going to jump into our next segment called You Said What? We just want to listen and maybe we can do some good. You said what? <laughs> well, this is the part of the show that we absolutely love about our podcast. We love our community of listeners and the amazing feedback that you give us. It's a way that we can catch a glimpse into your story. So if you do have a question or comment, please leave one right now, especially if you have one for Karen. She's with us for this precious little time to today. And, and once you put your comment there, we're going to feature some of y'all here live on the show. And the first one that I really, really love is a comment that <laughs> these are the comments that just get me every time. Pascal. I was hoping you would highlight this one. Yes. What's what are the we topic? Talking about? What's the topic? What's going on guys? <laughs> What's going on? Well, today's episode is actually entitled make their day because we're discussing with the author, Karen Eamon, her book, make their day. And when I say that this thing is just, Ooh, did you hear that? That's almost ASMR right there. That's oh, yeah. Oh, that felt good. That felt good. I kind of want to smell the book, too. Okay, oh, it's getting it awkward. Okay, Smells for example, good? number Sounds 54. Good. You There's 101 simple, powerful ways to love others well. And so, Pascal, I'm glad that you asked because this is literally that. It's just the smallest it's the smallest of things that you could do, but it's 101 of them. For example, number 54 on page 70 says this, frosty snowman equals warmed up heart. And then basically take hats, scarves, and mittens to a local resale shop with some carrots for noses, grab some big buttons. You, you describe what you've done, Karen, in the past and how we can do this as well and um, deliver some hot cocoa. This is These are just little bitty things that you could do. And um, I'm telling you, I love books like these. Yeah. These are like my secret simple joys right here. They keep me going. Yeah. All right. Now. You're helping us get over ourselves and focus on others. And what a, what a beautiful <laughs> yes. way to do that. Yes. Okay. I see Aaron, um, Aaron's comment here. Um, oh. I hope I'm saying your name right. We, she says, we got my mom a book for Christmas, Why We Love Mom. My siblings and I took certain pages and filled out 30 reasons why we love her. The pages oh. have phrases and we fill them in with memories. She cried and loved it. Oh, I love that. 
That's so yeah. precious. It's so precious. And I'm, I'm sure as Karen was even talking about, like, think of your teachers from the past. I'm sure we all thought of somebody as soon as she said that. So our challenge for you guys throughout this whole episode is to make somebody's day. Like, what are you going to do to step out and make somebody's day? And Karen gives us a bazillion ways that we can do that. So get her book or ask her question now because she's here with us. We're so excited. Absolutely. I want to highlight Matthew here really quick. Matthew Peppersack. Peppersack. First of all, your last name is amazing. Matthew Peppersack. I could say that date, that dagnum name all day long. Um, you, you just said, I like to compliment strangers on the daily. Listen, you think that there's not power in that? There's a lot of power in that. A simple good word brings a lot of good cheer. And so I love that. That is not lost on us here on the show, friends. We see that as well. Why don't you just take the time, make somebody's day by saying, I really like your hat. I really like your mask today. That's cute. Oh, I love your shoes. Do you know how many people will actually warm up to talk to you? I've not had a single person that I've given them a compliment go, shut up <laughs> or, or get away. Do you know what I mean? I, oh, most of the time they just warm up and they're just like, oh, thank you. And so that's a small, simple way that you could do that. But I love that as well. Love yeah. that. We have this great question. I'm so glad Kay asked this question and mm -hmm. I am on the edge of my seat for the response. Karen, she says, how do we love the unlovable? Do you mm. have any ideas? Yes. I like to call it, um, you know, how do you hug a porcupine and squeeze a skunk, right? <laughs> <laughs> How do you hug a porcupine and squeeze a, a skunk? Karen, are you from the South? Is is no, but my mom was. My mom was, and so I have a lot of Southern things kind of going on. Yes. It's Midwestern mom up here. So, well, I think the most important thing is just to remember that you're not doing it for them. Mm. You're doing it for an audience of one, right? So oh, you sorry. feel the Lord tapping you on the heart yeah. saying, and not that this ever has happened to anyone I know, but if you've ever felt the Lord tapping you on the heart saying, you know, you should make some muffins for that grumpy old mm. man next door who <laughs> hollers every time your kid's football goes into his yard, you know, yeah. who, who yeah. never waves at you when you wave at him when you're leaving the neighborhood, you know, who barely grunts at you when you see him up to Walmart, right? Mm. You should make some muffins for him. You know, I know yeah. we, we used to call him the man. We don't live in that neighborhood anymore. This is years ago. But the man, like the, the our kids yeah. are always like, the man, he's so mean. Nobody likes the man. And I'm like, yeah. but Jesus loves the man. So we're going to make our very best banana chocolate chip muffins, and we're going to take them over a plate and give it to him. Now, he, mm. he did take them. I think he likes food. So he took them, <laughs> but he barely grunted. He never said thanks, and it did not change our relationship. But I knew that God tapped me on the heart, said, go do this, and I obeyed. So I think um, the most important thing is to remember that you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for an audience of one. And I think you need to also yeah. expect zero, like zero, nothing in return, because you can't be disappointed, right? If you expect nothing, then if they do right, send you yeah. a little thank you note, or if they do say that really was very kind of you, then that's just a bonus. So do it for the Lord. Don't expect anything in return, but just do it because you know you're supposed to. Yeah. You know what? I got to I got to camp on this for a second. Karen, there's something in me that just has this irk in me that, that when I hear the word unlovable, what we do for the unlovable, I think it's 
almost crazy that we still can tag others as unlovable. Do you know, mm-hmm. um, this, this idea now, then listen, I've got people in my life right now, currently that I have to have boundaries with or else they are draining. And I, I really do mean that they drain it's me. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. It's me. Fine. <laughs> No, no, it's, it's, it's people that, you know, that they require a lot more love to love them well, in all honesty. And I just kind of want to take a second to reframe this unlovable idea in people. There really aren't unlovable people. It's just the measure of the love that they need requires a lot more than Mm -hmm. sometimes we have to give on certain days. Mm -hmm. And so I would say too, to, to kind of just tack onto that, your ideas are just golden, but especially when you said, don't expect anything in return. You know, sometimes we have to love without condition. Yeah. My friend Mary calls those people EGRs, extra extra grace required. Mm. Now I, I call them VDPs, very draining people, but she said that was another one. <laughs> so just extra grace required. And just think, you know, how many wow. times has, have I needed extra grace from the Lord? Yes. Now has yes. he needed to have a little patience with me and love me when I was not an unlovable person, but I was yeah. acting in an unlovable manner or a hard to love, hard to love maybe manner. Yeah. God does it with me. So I need to give extra grace to those people in my oh. life. So good. Well, I do have one more question before Jenny kind of includes us on the incredible opportunity here, but I saw this one. I can't pass it by Jules Joyce, Michael. Um, She says, I, I need some ideas for happily single adult kids that don't like attention. So how do you make somebody's day that doesn't like to get a fuss over? And she said that they, they live far away. They're 28 and 35 years old. Do you have any advice for how you can make their day, Karen? I think you need to send them an unbirthday box. It's, it's their unbirthday. <laughs> yeah, so hard. Okay, Karen, we not... just love you. Well, this is so fun. Okay, okay, so not, okay I, can't just... take com- I can't take complete credit for it. My mother-in-law is the first person who ever used the term unbirthday around me. She would get me these little things when we were, my, my husband and I were first married and she'd say, oh, I'd say, why did you buy this? Oh, it's your unbirthday. So now I I have um, one adult child who lives far away, several states away, and you can just get a regular shoebox and then just stuff it full of little treats and trinkets, things that they like, their favorite, you know, candy bar, their favorite bag of tea or pound of coffee, whatever. Put some fun memories in there, write some scripture verses on little handmade tags from the craft store, whatever, but just stuff it with that and some, you know, confetti or shredded paper, whatever that makes it look real festive and just say happy unbirthday and send them an unbirthday box. Karen, you are a sister from another mister. I didn't know if you knew this, but this is like making our hearts so swell. We literally Uh were like, unbirthday box. Sign us up. (laughs) Yes. I I call those just because presents. My dad sent me a just because box Mm -hmm. in college on birthday box. And it was filled with highlighters, like at least 50 highlighters. Cause you yes. know, as a college student, you got to highlight those books and cookies. And I became the Aww. most popular person in my dorm with all the highlighters and cookies. So that was really <laughs> sweet. Okay. <laughs> so we want to get our people involved here. So listen, if you want a copy of Karen's new book, make their day, be sure to be a friend of our show, follow shut the shit up on Facebook and Instagram. And at the end of the week, we are going to pick one of you to win her book, make their day.
That's right. So if you're not following along, you're going to want to make sure to do that. Hey, let's pray. Okay, Karen, this is the end of our show. We always pray for our listeners. But before we go and before we begin praying, I want you to share with us, what are the goodies that you've included in the back of this book? So several of the ideas need like a gift tag or a certificate. Like there's a give a maxed mom the day off, give her a day off, a maxed out mom day off. So anytime that there's anything that needed a tag or a certificate or anything like that, instead of saying, you know, hop on your computer and whip up a tag, that's no, that's going to add more (laughs) stress to your life. I wanted to give everything there. You photocopy it on cardstock, you punch it with a hole punch and you tie it on the thing. It's all right there. You're making this easy for us. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Yes. Oh, gosh, I love that. Okay. So Karen, how can people connect with you and pick up a copy of your book? Probably the easiest way is just to go to my website, KarenEman.com. And Eman is E-H-M-A-N. There's the website right there. And it has all the links to all my socials. I hang out on Instagram. Most of all, I kind of have all the things, but that's where I mostly hang out. And I do a lot of giveaways over there. I'm doing some fun Mm -hmm. ones this week as well. So I hope I get some new people. Yeah. We hope you get some new people today today as well and this week. Um, And we've been talking about how you can powerfully love others well. Before we leave, we just want to encourage our listeners, the people that follow along the best way that we know how. And simply for us, it always goes by uh, just by praying, by going to the one that holds all of the freedom to help us love and serve others well. As we close today's episode, we've asked Karen to pray and to encourage you. So if you will, just pray with us, and Karen will let you lead, and then uh, we'll close out the show. Father, first of all, thank you so much for the miracle of technology, that we can all just be joining here and having fun and sharing ideas and getting inspired to go out and love like Christ loves us. I, I ask, Father, that we will wake up in the morning knowing that life can be a mission if we are just on the lookout for that person who least expects to be seen and we can notice them and give them a smile, a kind word, or even a $5 bill to go grab themselves a latte. That you know, dressed out mom in the grocery store, whoever it is, Lord, just tap us on the heart, help Mm. us to stop and notice and respond and obey. And thank you in advance for all the love that will be shed and the people that will be pointed to Christ because we choose to live this way in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Karen, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We're so thankful to have all these practical tips and tricks so we can love others well. And everybody, shut the shit up. We'll talk to you next week. If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.